This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 137 of the Stable Scoop Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. Stud duck. Winning! (laughs) Please support our sponsors as they make this show possible. Our title sponsor is Omega Alpha. You can find them at omegaalpha.ca. This episode is also sponsored by Equestrian Collections at equestriancollections.com. Plus, Uncle Jimmy's. You can find them at uncle-jimmy's.com. And this is Helena B. And you're listening to the Stable Scoop Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. And boy, do we have a show for you today. (laughs) The title says it all today. We're talking about stud ducks. Stud ducks winning. They thought this show was about horses. (laughs) And really, it's about ducks. Um, It's about stud ducks. Stud ducks. So we, uh, we have a couple of guests coming on later in the show to talk about a different kind of three-phase three event. Everybody knows about the kind they have here in Kentucky at the Rolex, where it's dressage and cross-country and jumping. Well, there's also a different kind of three-phase event for a different moving horse, and we're going to talk about that a little bit later in the show. But first, Helena has... Uh, your life's been interesting, hasn't it? A whole, oh, I, you know, yeah, it's funny being me, I'll tell you. <laughs> okay, so let's start out with, should we start out with the pie update or should we start, our, start out with the eye update? I got to hear about the eye because, you know, you've had problems on this show before because of your eyes. You, you I know. seem to have this habit of sticking things in your eyeballs. I do. I don't mean to do it, but I, my father used to say it's because I was left-handed, but I think I just, I'm, I must be missing some kind of gene, that, that coordination gene. So I'm up this morning at 5 a.m., as I usually am, and I, us- I sneak down and I sit down at my desk and I try to get some work done before the rest of the family gets up and the day starts. So it's really quiet. It's dark. <laughs> I'm going through some papers. I'm getting a little frantic because I'm realizing that my to-do list is actually quite large for today. And I'm shuffling papers around and I have this big stack of papers that's stapled together. And I go to whip it off to the side because I've just completed it. And what do I do? I totally nail myself in the eyeball with the corner of the papers. Oh, and I like give in myself the eyeball, eyeball, not the lid, the eyeball, eyeball. In the gloop. In the ooh. In the gloop, the the corner of the stack of papers, which is stapled together, scrapes my entire eyeball. Ooh. So badly that I I semi passed out. Oh my <laughs> I, gosh. It was so sickening to me. You know, clearly I'm fine. Yeah, that's kind of a sickening thought just thinking about it, actually. Yeah. Do you remember, remember, remember last summer I smashed my thumb with the, with the hammer? Yes, and, and then you also I got uh, poison ivy really bad and you couldn't see. You were, like, all puffed up. Well, I, apparently, I mean, I'm starting to see a pattern here. Apparently, when I hurt myself really badly, I want to pass out. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, I got to go Most outside. moms do that when their kids get hurt really badly. You do it when you get hurt really badly. It's only, yeah, somebody else, anybody else's blood and guts, I'm fine with. Crisis mode, <laughs> I'm great. But myself, forget it. So I couldn't, I couldn't open my eye, and I didn't want to because I was afraid that Just blood would whole, come Yeah, the whole gouge out of it. <laughs> so for like... For the next three hours, I just kept my hand over my eye. And I, <laughs> my husband Is it okay? Comes, it hurts still, yes. It, it hurts, but I can open it now, and I can see out of it. Because I don't think they can do stitches in your eye. No, I, I, and I don't think the cornea is scratched because I can see. 
Do you see uh, everything has a little line in it? No, 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 I don't think it works like that. Oh, just checking. (laughs) So it's pretty creepy, though. It uh, it definitely feels rough. You made bifocals out of your own eyeballs. I'm the only person who needs to wear safety goggles in her office. (laughs) Okay. Next thing you know, I'm going to be walking around with a helmet and a mouth guard just to go food shopping. (laughs) You're going to need your helmet on all the time. I know, but I get on a you know Arab saddle bread cross and hop down the road, no problem. Oh, so that. That was the latest. Yeah, I took Fat Boy out for a free lunge yesterday in the field. And how did that go? You know, it it actually went very well. I think he just really needed to get, you know, a full winter's worth of yayas out. And, um, you know, he started to, he's just, he's very affectionate. He really does appreciate my presence. He really, really does. He just, I guess like any horse who's been cooped up for six months in the New England is going to get pissy. So, um he definitely his attitude was much improved after uh screaming around the field yesterday. So we're not just, selling him or we're still selling him? Um we're still selling him, you know, because after all he did he, he does kick out. <laughs> Which I I I'm not closing the door on it. I'm just quietly looking and talking. If the right fit comes up for him, fine. If not, I'm certainly going to keep working with him. I have much to learn from this horse. I just don't know what it is that he has to teach me yet. So I'm, I'm keeping my heart and my mind open and stepping outside of my comfort zone a little bit. Well, you know, but, one of our guests on later is a lawyer. Maybe she could help you with the divorce. If, if <laughs> the divorce or the funeral. That's really what she's going to be doing is helping my husband with my funeral. <laughs> so that's what we got. Um, and, and I'm very excited to bring my news of my adventures with the, um, World Equestrian Brands and the Amerigo Saddles. I'm going to be trying Amerigo and Vega and a bunch of other saddles. So that is coming up because I, I do think that some of his uh, orneriness has to do with saddle fit. So I kind of have to eliminate all those variables before I actually... Uh, before see, divorce? Before divorcing my horse, yeah. Well, you know, and they always want a lot. They want like half your earnings. and Oh, no, that's now. After you divorce them, it gets cheaper. Um, yeah. yeah. Especially if you end up with an Amerigo saddle. You'll be, it will be happy <sighs> earnings. I know. I You're going to need to do 10 shows on the Horse Radio Network to cover that. That's fine. I've got ideas. <laughs> I've got ideas. <laughs> the only thing I won't do is ride cross country like crazy Kathleen. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we'll, be keep, we'll be giving you weekly updates on, on whether Helena sells or doesn't sell. That'll be the big question. Sell or not sell? Uh, But now we need to get to our first guest, uh, who is Carolyn Kenton. And she is out of Lexington here, somewhere in central Kentucky, I believe. And she helps organize the three-phase event. And we're going to learn more about that. But first, we want to talk to you about our title sponsor, Omega Alpha. You know, Dr. Chang and his gang up there in Canada make some of the most terrific natural supplements that you're going to find anywhere. And if the rest of the employees up there are anything like Dr. Chang, who we had on the show here a couple weeks ago, Mm -hmm. 
they just know what they're talking about. He is one of the smartest people, and they have put together some of the smartest supplements for anything that your horse might run into. We want you to stop by to OmegaAlpha.ca and check out all the different supplements, all the different products that they have for horses and what they'll what they can do for your horse. And I'll tell you what, we, you know, we talked to him a couple of weeks ago. It just reaffirmed, you know, our pride in having Omega Alpha as our title sponsor because they just get it. They get what your horse needs, and they provide you the natural. And it's funny that we're talking about a natural supplement today because we're also talking about a natural uh, way of training a, a horse a little bit later on. So, so it's perfect. Yeah, it's a good fit. Yeah, it is. It is a good fit for our show. And we want you to check out all of their products at OmegaAlpha.ca. I, I feel a little like um, I feel a band coming out of Dr. Chang and his gang. <laughs> I just I see this like milk jug band, you know, they're banging right. on their supplement jugs. I just jugs. see him doing that too, actually. He's <laughs> a nice Check guy. This day. Well, thank you, Omega Alpha, and we are now going to talk to Carolyn Kenton about the three phase event. Well, hi, Carolyn, and welcome to the Stable Scoop Show. I'm glad that we finally got a chance to chat a little bit about this really cool event that you have coming up in May, right? Yes, it is. All right, cool. It's the- Tell us 21st about it. and 22nd of May. Um, this is an event that is um, sponsored by the Three Phase Event Incorporated. Uh, we are a nonprofit organization that both presents the event and tries to raise money to support uh, the development and um, of, of the treatment of gated horses and the, the knowledge and experience that people have with gated horses since uh, much of the world is not familiar with them. Yeah, and no. so you guys are, are really, uh, what, what you're raising money for is to, the natural horsemanship way of training. Yes, and specifically the natural horsemanship way of training in relationship to gated horses because uh, in the past gated horses have received a a poor um, press coverage about some of the, the showing um, training methods that have been used in some of the breed associations. Yeah, they're not very popular with the rest of the world because of some of, a few bad apples, right? Exactly, exactly. And and actually the over the last few years the number of individuals who have been interested in riding for recreational purposes, uh, specifically trail riding, have come to appreciate the the gated horse because they are a very smooth and comfortable ride. And many of the people who are using horses for recreation are somewhat older uh, in the population and their backs can't stand the uh, the jarring of the trot. And so they have found that, uh, that the gated horses are um, a nice way to experience extend their riding experience. And since many of the people who have ridden in the past came from competitive environments, they find it interesting to be able to have a, a, a venue for a competition with the gated horses themselves. Okay. Now I have two questions about the, the event that's coming up. First, um, in going through your website and your mission statement, part of what you're trying to do is um, it, it basically enhance the competitive opportunities for soft gated horses what is a soft gated horse i i don't i'm not familiar with that term 
Well, when you when you tell someone that you ride a gated horse, they say, "Well, I ride a gated horse too. It's a walk trot canter." And so <laughs> That's true. I mean, you think about it. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's kind of hard to describe to someone who's not familiar with the the even four beat gait of the gated horse, and it is soft because you don't bounce. Uh, technically speaking, the the trot is a diagonal gait where the front uh, left fore and the right hand are raised at the same time, and then the, the, the legs are switched. And in a soft-gated horse, you don't ever have that switch and the suspension would co- which causes the bounce because each foot falls to the ground at individually. And it's kind of like riding a, uh, a horse that has uh, automatic transmission. You go from the walk, which is the slow speed, up to a much faster speed without changing the footfall. I'll tell you, I've ridden a Missouri Foxtrotter, and that was an awesome ride. Let me tell you, it's like being on a Cadillac. It is. a Jeep. <laughs> it is. We, we so, talk about ride the glide. Uh, I think that's one of the, uh, the, the buzzwords for one of the uh, breed organizations of gated horses. Well, they, you know, I, I've always heard, I'm guessing then that soft gated horse, when, when people use the term gated horse, they, they actually mean soft gated horse. Yes, okay. yes. As, it's as just opposed a, it's to your walk thoroughbred type. Yeah, it's just another description to give some idea as to the difference between uh, the quarter horse, for example, is is uh, a widely um, owned horse, and it, it's generally a trotting horse. Although you can have uh, Morgan horses that um, are primarily trot horses, there are some Morgan horses that are gated, uh, and the American Saddlebred has gated um, uh, sections because the five-gated horse in the show ring is also uh, exercises both the walk, walk, trot, canter, and the slow gait and rack, which is the soft gates that we're talking about. I uh, okay. also learned, I actually, first horse I ever rode and, and learned to ride on was a gated horse. And, and I thought they were all like that, you know, at first. <laughs> and then I got on a, like a regular horse and it was like, why is this one so bouncy? The other one was so nice. <laughs> so. <laughs> so why do these guys need their own three-phase event? Why can't they just participate in the three-phase events that yeah, let's, we've let's for the rest of the Yeah, let's talk about, before you, before you answer that, let's talk about oh. what is a three-phase event here. Is it, it's, so it's dressage? Yes, it is. Uh, we, we um, well, the whole eventing world uh, is generally composed of a dressage component, a, a, a stadium jumping component, and a cross-country. Right. And since we don't, our horses can jump, but they are generally not taught to jump. Uh, we decided that we would uh, initiate a competition where we use the same three elements, which is the dressage, the cross country, and a stadium performance activity. But we would substitute a, a an obstacle course for the jump course, oh. and and we would uh, we would then have um, obstacles on the trails and the trails uh, the cross country is set out as though it were um, the obstacles that you would encounter in a regular trail ride. 
Um, and of course, when we started this five years ago, uh, the extreme cowboy um, competition was not uh, had just started or started about the same time that we did, and the American Competitive Trail Horse Association uh, had not really started by that time. And those are two activities that that. Um, that do have some elements of what we are incorporating, except that we put it all together into one package. And as far as the dressage is concerned, for many pe- for, for many years, uh, people who have uh, uh, studied dressage and competed in the dressage world have not thought that gated horses could do dressage, and uh, and so gated horses have not necessarily been trained in that discipline. But, uh, in fact, any horse can do dressage. Dressage is just a French word for training, and it enhances the ability of the horse and rider to move together. So will you do uh, – well, they do – you won't do walk, trot, canter in your dressage test, then. You'll do uh... – Walk, gate, canter. Okay. Because, but yeah, we we do we do we can compete the horses. Um, the gated horses do canter just like any other horse, and they can be taught to canter on cue, and they can uh, compete uh, at the the more advanced levels of dressage. And um, actually, there is um, um, there is one horse that started out competing with us, which is a Tennessee walking horse called uh, Champagne Watchout whose owner, uh, Jenny Jackson, has um, competed him at the FEI level uh, of dressage in gait. Uh, he was um, one of the featured horses at the World Equestrian Games, and um, and so it certainly is possible for these gated horses to compete uh, at the higher levels of dressage. They just don't do the trot. Okay. They do the gate. There you go. <laughs> I was catching a clip of the video, the three-phase video, and it looks like so much fun. It it really, the obstacle course and then the dressage ring looks like a you know your your typical dressage ring. So it's really, it's really kind of neat. Now, when since you have a variety of different kinds of riders who are coming together to participate in these this event, um, what do you? I'm seeing a diff- different styles. I'm seeing sort of the, that saddle seat, you know, hands higher up, and then I'm seeing some trail people. So the rider styles are a little bit different. How does this event approach judging the different types of rider styles? The we have we have used dressage judges particularly who are are broad-minded, uh, open-minded enough to be able to judge the the horse and rider and how well those uh, that combination performs together. We have not required the riders to dress in traditional uh, dressage attire because many of our people uh, have not competed in that environment before, so we allow them to ride uh, in their show clothing um, in order to compete, and uh, the, the judges are notified on their tests what the breed of the horse is, and uh, so they have some idea as to what to expect as far as that is concerned. Um, 
it is going to be, it, it, and it has been, a learning curve for some of our competitors as to what's required in the dressage because that really is a venue that is not as familiar to the riders. Um, the obstacle course and the cross country is um, is is something that is much more natural to the gated horse people. But we are trying to encourage the the riders to learn more about dressage and and the benefits of dressage training. That's actually really cool because, I mean, dressage is such a universal uh, discipline, meaning it's riding patterns, you know. And exactly. It's, just, it's a test of compatibility and, and training. And so I think, or at least the optimist in me, would think that uh, gated horse riders and owners would really embrace it because it's it's a new challenge for them. And, oh, my gosh, I could totally see gated horses really excelling in this arena. The... The competition opportunities for people who own and ride gated horses has primarily been in the show arena, and there are a lot of riders who have gotten tired of just going around in a circle. And the versatility aspect of the three-phase event has given riders uh, the opportunity to have a very different challenge. And because... I love it that we're breeding a whole new phase of our range of people who will hate the dressage and love the other two. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, but it's kind of like ice skating where you had traditional patterns that you had to skate. Everybody maybe didn't enjoy doing it, but it did improve their ability to perform in the other elements. No question about it, but us horse husbands have to watch it. So (laughs) that's the other side of that whole story. Let's get, uh, let's take a break for a commercial here and let's get Penny Austin on. Now tell us about Penny. Uh, Penny is a uh, uh, is a a rider and an owner who lives in Lexington. She has a Tennessee walking horse that's name is is Stud Duck, I believe. And what was that again? Penny Stud Duck. Okay, that's that's going to be a topic of conversation. I can tell. Uh huh. <laughs> and um, she um, learned of our competition a couple of years or so ago, and has uh, has ridden uh, and competed. She herself, I don't think, was the rider in the first competition, but her horses competed and uh, very successfully. And she's very enthusiastic about the event. All right. Well, let's take a break for Equestrian Collections, and then we'll be back with Penny. And the first question, of course, is how did her horse get the name Stud Duck? That's my first question. (laughs) All right. All right. Well, we're going to be right back here with Penny in just a second. But first, we wanted to tell you about Equestrian Collections. It's springtime. It's time to start the show season again. And you have all of that stuff that needs replaced, whether it's for you or for your horse or for your kids or for your horse husband who's now taking up riding and costing you twice as much. You can find it all at EquestrianCollections.com. And for listeners of the Horse Radio Network right now, they have a coupon uh, in at checkout under the promotional code section, you just type in radio show, all one word, radio show, and you'll get 10% off or $10 off your next order of $120 or more. So that's radio show, all one word in the promo section when you check out and you'll get that $10 off your next order of $120 or more of any of the products 
of over 300 brands that you're going to find at equestriancollections.com. So do it today. The spring fashions are out, and you're going to want to be up to date and looking all smart for, for the season this year. And you can do all of that, as we said, at equestriancollections.com. And that would be how I don't look. I'm not looking smart. I'd never, no? I'm not a good dresser. No, I hate shopping and I'm not a good dresser. Yeah, uh, you need some help there. I need you do. some help. I do need help. Jennifer helps me with that, and it's a good thing. It's, uh, that's a, what we need to thing. do. We need, uh, we need to get on what not to wear. That's right. <laughs> the horse husband, the horse husband's edition. That's what not true. to wear. That's true. We need to make Somebody, our own show. If there's anybody out there listening, can you please call Clinton, Stacy, and tell them that we need them? Glenn needs them. I need them. <laughs> really bad. We need a horse radio network. <laughs> yeah, really bad. We need a horse radio network. What not to wear. Episode. You know, the only thing I think of when I see that show is how how much I could buy with $5,000 outside of New York and where I live. I know. I how know. little they buy with $5,000 and how much we could buy with $5,000. I know, it's but amazing. they do buy really, really good stuff. Yeah. But see, I can't, I would never buy good stuff because it would be trash. It would have horse spit on it in That's like right. a week. That's no true. matter what you do, even if I just said, I'm going from the house to the car to the restaurant it would end up with horse spit on it. That's right, because you would have to stop. Oh, on the way to the car to go to the restaurant, you'd have to just check the barn. You, or just throw a flake of hay. Yeah, yeah, just that. Yeah, huh? yeah. Or double check that latch. Yeah, you and know. then you're accidentally or, stepping, or just stepping in the mud puddle. And, <laughs> what about getting in the car, which probably has horse spooge like somewhere on the door frame? <laughs> You know, it's just... And now you can't see because you whacked yourself in the eyeball with a right, sheet so of paper. Right, so I'm half blind. <laughs> blind. I'm got like, a, you know, a $1,000 dress on. All oh. right, let's get back to our guests. Next up is uh, Penny Austin, as we said just a minute ago. So let's get to Penny. Well, hi, Penny, and welcome to the show. You know, Carolyn's been bragging on your horse, but uh, I have to find out how a horse gets the name Stud Duck. <laughs> Well, I, I moved to Kentucky in, in 2006, and um, uh, my horse was, was here already, and um, that's his registered name, and I assumed that there would be something in his his lineage that, that kind of carried that through, but it's not, so he just, um, he lives up to his name, uh, whoever he registered him. Pardon? He quacks a lot? Um <clears throat> He can. <laughs> I've seen he, uh, pictures of him. He's very regal looking, and I, I'm guessing that's where this. Does he think he's a stud? I mean, does he have a little bit oh, of? A oh, yes, he does. He oh, absolutely yeah. does, and um, he loves water. Oh, um, yeah. He he. No problem getting him in the water. It's getting him out of it that is the problem. And he and hopefully you that. don't take a bath in the process. Well, I, I have gone swimming with him on occasion. <laughs> Deliberately or not? Uh, Not deliberately, no. (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking at pictures. Is he black with the white with the white on the on the forehead? Yes, he's black, and he has a little. It looks like a a Star Trek or Starfleet emblem. His star is shaped like that, and then he has a little snip on his nose and a, a milk mustache and a. A magic white left hind foot. Well, then I'm looking at his picture. He is stunning looking, actually. Yes, he is. He and really he knows is. It. He yeah. really, yes, he knows it. He, he knows it and uses it to his advantage. <laughs> I think really this is my favorite name ever of any animal. And his full name, isn't it? it it's Midnight's Stud Duck. It's Midnight's Stud Duck. Yes, he goes back to, um, 
He has Midnight Sun in his lineage, so that's where the midnight comes from. And he's a Tennessee walking horse, which is one of the, and, and, and Midnight Sun is one of the foundation studs, I think, of that registry. Yes, it is. There are so many bad jokes here, and, and you're not going to tell already, one of them. So. <laughs> this is important stuff because he's really handsome, and he looks like a nice mover too. And yeah, and- he he is very handsome. He has he has a whole legion of fans, many of whom make special pilgrimages just to meet him. But um, the the interesting story about him and and how that really kind of all fits into the three phase event is, like I said, when I moved to Kentucky in, in 2006 and turned 50 in January of 07, and I had always wanted a horse. And he he was here in our community, belonged to another gentleman, uh, and he was turning seven, I believe, at the time, and had been brought here as a three-year-old. And the man who had bought him purchased him and a matching horse for he and his fiancée to do trail riding with. She had no intentions of trail riding, though, so he just became a pasture pet and, uh, in his mind, retired at the age of three. Um, in his mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's usually so, how it works. <laughs> yeah. So, so he, he, you know, he chose me, and I purchased him and found a trainer, just a general trainer, to reacquaint him with basic, you know, good horsey behavior and things like that, and was told by that trainer and many other people who followed that he was too old to learn anything new, (gasps) that he would be, you know, just, you know, just a good general trail horse. And I didn't believe that. And I'm a very novice rider. So um, when I came across the three-phase event, I was delighted because it, um, wow. One of the things about the Tennessee walking horse breed is that they're known as, you know, a great show horse. And unfortunately, um, soaring and, and the big padded stacks on their feet um, is what that showing generally um, encompasses, and soaring's actually been illegal since 1970. Still goes on. So the fact that there was a venue that promoted sound horses, sound gated horses, and showed just how versatile they can be, just just you know was wonderful. So, um, like I said, I'm a very novice rider, and found a great young 17-year-old who, you know, they bounce better than us old folks. And we started preparing him for his very first showing experience ever. And um, our goal for it was just so that he'd have a good experience and not jump in the judge's box or, you know, do stupid stuff like that. That's everybody's um, goal. (laughs) Yes, you know, just you know, just to get something good under his belt because still Helena's goal. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. That's my goal every day. (laughs) He had led a very sheltered life, you know, from the time of three till till I purchased him because his routine, you know, was stall to to paddock, paddock to stall, and um, at any rate, the the. Very talented young rider and, and, and Mr. Midnight Stud Duck 
came home with a blue ribbon in their division and just it it was it, it was fantastic. He did dressage, he did the stadium obstacle and they had a very incredible cross country portion of it. He um at the, at the venue, <clears throat> you went down and down a hill and across the field and then uh, up the hill to the first um, check-in point, if you will. And it's, it was a time event, and they spent a good half of the allotted time just trying to go forward. He got down to the first big field and looked around and said, um, why am I here alone? And he do <laughs> He do He, um... He, um, he he grew up here um, with some friends who were cutting horses, so he has developed um, some wonderful cutting horse moves, and he can do a 180 spin on you uh, in, in no time flat. So they did a lot of that, and she finally convinced him, yes, you can do this. We've gotten this far. <laughs> <I> think- <laughs> and they, um, it, it turned out to be the um, Charge of the Light Brigade because – they cantered and galloped the entire way, and he had just learned to canter under saddle two weeks before. So um, uh, it, it was it was a great experience, and the folks at the three phase event are just so supportive and um, of not only the competitors and horses, but the whole idea behind it. You know, uh, we have wonderful horses, regardless of which gated breed they are, and they can do anything. Well, yes, and most of these horses are uh, very calm in nature. They're not necessarily hot or are ha- nervous horses. They're ideally suited to go out and to to trail ride. Um, they they are um, they, they are good uh, horses for search and rescue because they can travel long distances without tiring either the horse or rider, and and can easily be uh, acclimated to all sorts of different kinds of obstacles and situations and um they really are they marvelous make, yeah i've heard they make great um fox hunting horses too Good yes, field they can jump they can jump <laughs> certainly yes they they are jumping and actually the the national walking horse association um at their international show in at the end of the summer uh has approximately 35 different um, versatility awards at their show, including uh, reining and jumping and dressage. Yep. So the, the and these are this is a show for registered Tennessee walking horses, and so they can do just about anything that any other horse can do. Um, but they have the added bonus of traveling from one place to the other at that smooth, even gait, and. They were originally bred to be ridden long distances with uh, with comfort for both the horse and rider. And in some areas, they still are they they still talk about the plantation horse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The plantation horse was used by the plantation overseer to supervise workers over uh, vast acreages of land, and they had to get speedily from one place to the other uh, without wearing themselves out. And the 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 gated horse was one that was used. And for those who are historical buffs, uh, if you read the history of the mounts for the generals in the Civil War, almost all of those horses were gated horses. 
So uh, they have a long history of, of being uh, good mounts for people to ride. Well, and if you're in the trail riding business at all, or, you know, you love trail riding and you love trail riding for days and camping out and all of that, you're going to have a gated horse. The reason we got our horse that we have now, our quarter horse, is it, that came from a trail riding family who switched to all gated horses because they really got tired of riding non-gated horses for days at a time. And yes, and and it is difficult if you're riding in a a group with mixed breed horses. That's what uh, she said. She breed. couldn't keep up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's the quarter horse that can't keep That's up. That's what she said. The quarter horse couldn't keep up, so she needed to get a gated horse so she could keep up with the gang. That's exactly That's right. why. That's exactly why she did that. Well, and I will have to say here before we wrap up that uh, this year your venue is unbelievable. Helena and I. Got to spend a little bit of time together, actually, at Shaker Village, which is 20 miles south of Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, and it is an old Shaker Village is what oh, it is. it's beautiful. And it's, it's, a, it's sort of like a mini, mini Williamsburg for people who've yeah. been to Williamsburg, where they close down. You know, it's its its, its own little village. And you guys are having the show there. They have thousands of acres there, and it is absolutely beautiful. I remember. Do you remember? I said, "What a great place for a horse show." Yes, I, yes. that was like the first that you know <laughs> you, you drive by. Like you could drive across the country, and you're looking at these patches of green grass along the sides of the highway, and you're like, "That would be a great place to gallop." <laughs> yeah, well, when I got yeah. to Shaker Village, the first thing I thought of was, "This would be a great place for a horse show," and voila. Yes, yes, it is. It it it, it has. Uh, it it's only been in development for about uh, 40 years i guess they started uh restoring the village in the in the mid 60s uh and of course they've expanded the programming as as time has gone along uh the equestrian activities uh at Shaker Village have really developed over the last 10 years, uh, and, and they're constantly making improvements. They do have stalling available for folks uh, who want to come down and, and spend the night, and they also have day riding for people who want just to come and trail ride. So the facility is open for for the public use in addition to the competition that we're having. Yes, that's, that's generally Shaker Village is where we go to trail ride, and Mr. Midnight is very happy to know that that's the venue this year because he's very very comfortable there. Um, there's a there's tons of wonderful water crossings and one of them has a rather deep pool, and um, he has been known to dive headfirst into that pool. <laughs> he's so, such a duck guy. I really do. <laughs> he's such a duck. What a character. He is. He is. He is. He's to know him is to love him. And, and does he um, like competing? Do you think it suits him? Yes, he did. He 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 really did. The first year, you could tell. You know, like I said, we were just um, you know concerned that he have a good experience and nothing bad happened to him and come home in one piece and didn't have any high expectations of him. But when he got off that trailer, he knew, and he had come to you know compete. And it was really kind of funny because nobody knew us because, you know, we just, this was our first time and, and folks would come back in groups and stand in front of his stall going, who is that horse? Who is that horse? So, um, and, and last year we had, we had an interesting um, event. Uh, we learned it was, um, last year was for us to learn, not him. We had taken um, his, his little friend, Princess, because they also um, uh, allow um, non-gated breeds to compete. 
and he doesn't like her, okay? He doesn't like her at all. Um, but he, because she was part of his herd, and that's in quotation marks, he became the stud duck and um, decided that it was his duty. He had separation anxiety, didn't he? Well, he, he it, I don't know if it was separation anxiety so much as that is my horse, get away from her. He was, he was <laughs> totally unmanageable. And we had a um, uh, princess's owner was, was the rider this year. And during the dressage test, um, I'm sure he got great marks on impulsion because it was, <laughs> and she, she did all, I mean, that, last year he, he all but jumped in the judge's box, and we, we withdrew after that. He just had worked him, fretted himself up to, you know, being so concerned about other horses being near her, and so we learned a great lesson. About yeah, never bring the girlfriend along. Never That's right. Girlfriend, <laughs> and, you know, just, it was, it was really kind of humbling because, it allowed me uh, a glimpse into his psyche, if you will, of who he was. Well, you, know? you know what? He's just like the rest of us. Yeah. yeah pretty much we're all the same. So um, we're, we're leaving Francis at home this year. <laughs> all right, guys. I appreciate you being on with us. The website is threephaseevent.org, where you can find out more information. And the show itself is coming up when again? May the 21st and 22nd. And that's at the Shaker Village of Pleasant Hill. And you can find all that information on the website as well. We'll put links to it on our show notes. And we appreciate you both being here with us. Thanks so so much much for calling. I want to meet Midnight Stud Duck. I want to be his friend. I want to go swimming with him. I want to laugh. I, I want to take laugh every time you see you say his name. <laughs> Stud Duck. That's such a, like, really the best name ever. <laughs> All right. So our thanks to Penny and, um, of course, Midnight Stud Duck. And, you know, before we move on to the rest of the show, I have to say a big, fat, warm thank you to Uncle Jimmy's Brand Products. Why? Because they make the best horse treats on the market. They me, really do. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You what? had me concerned a little when you said big, fat, warm right after we were talking about stud ducks. <laughs> stud duck. Will you stop? Oh, my God. You go, go home. Wait, you are home. All right, fine. All right, Uncle, no. Mute now. Uh, well, you know, and now we're going into Uncle Jimmy's with his licky things and his hang balls. <laughs> this just is not getting any better. <laughs> That's why I said that, just because I want to hear you try and do do this commercial now. This is perfect timing. Go go for it, Helena. I'll get serious now. Okay, serious. Uncle Jimmy's Jimmy's wraps his treats up in individual bags. (laughs) (laughs) They stay fresh. (laughs) And they're squeezy. They are. Those are my favorite. Those are, personally, those are my favorite treats because they are individually wrapped. They're made with really good stuff, all natural stuff, things your horse likes, things your horse needs. Um, they're yummy. They. Uh, and what are they called? They, these Jimmy's. are called um, <laughs> Uncle Jimmy's squeezy things, right? Squeezy buns. Squeezy Uncle buns. Squeezy you got buns. me all messed up. My brain's all messed up. So Uncle Jimmy's squeezy buns. Those are my favorites. Then we have um, the licky things. That's right. Correct. Yes. Okay. Looky things. That's the that's the big. Then wait. Then there's the hanging balls. Those hang in the stall. And actually, those are really good for hours and hours of entertainment because it's hard to get the the for the um, 
forced to get his teeth around it. So they do can they do nibble and they lick it, and it's a great boredom and, buster. And we will say that for all of you worried about your horse's physique, like my particular horse who has a habit of getting really really fat, oh um, they have the sugar free version of his hanging balls now. So there's something for everybody. You see, that's what I'm saying. Is Uncle Jimmy's is is they're considerate. They actually think about the people who are using the treats and the horses who are eating them. And uh, so I think that if you, I'm in fact, I'm sure that if you go to uncle-jimmies.com and check out all the different kinds of treats that they have available on their website, I think you're going to be pretty pleased. And they'll also, you'll um, find uh, local tax stores and and, uh, online catalogs that carry Uncle Jimmy's. And I know he was very proud when we saw him last that he made his hanging balls healthier. Yes, he did. Yes, he was very happy about that. Really, honestly, people go out, just try them, buy a, a, a small bucket if you're, you know, you don't want to make the commitment. Not that they're very expensive; they're absolutely affordable. But uh, if you want to try something new, definitely find something from Uncle Jimmy's, and I guarantee you, your horse will love them. Do you know how hard it was for me to hold back during that whole thing? Yes, I do. And you know how hard it was for me to keep going, <laughs> Uncle Jimmy. Man, if I didn't love your stuff so much, I would have just let this. I would have just let him blow the whole show up. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> Uncle Jimmy's going to be so proud and happy he advertised uh, in that particular commercial. You are lucky that you live in Kentucky. <laughs> I think if I did the show sitting beside you, I'd be getting hit all, all the whole entire time. You'd be getting pinched, <laughs> definitely. You'd be getting pinched. <laughs> oh my gosh. Hey, we have a couple of fun shows uh, planned coming up. Like this one was fun, but we have more fun shows planned coming up. Uh, for the Stable Scoop Show. And, of course, don't forget that uh, Lena and I have another little show we do called the Tack and Habit Radio Show. And uh, it seems like people are really latching on to Tack and Habit now and enjoying our little chats about stuff. Finally. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we're, getting the, we're getting a groupie, a fan club now over at Tack and Habit. And we appreciate that. And don't forget you can find all of the shows that are on the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. I still do the Horse Tip Daily Show, where we do a little tip every day. That's and, my favorite and, one. And no. Horses in the Morning also. So I, one of the things that's happened with the Horse Tip Daily Show is it's sort of become the, the gathering ground. We have so many shows now, and we know people can't listen to all of them. Uh, I, I wouldn't have time to listen to all of them. So we, we know that, and but yet there's always good tips and segments on the different shows. And what we've been starting to do is take them out of those shows and put them in the Horse Tip Daily. So Horse Tip Daily has re- really become the the catch-all place for all of the great tips that happen on all the other shows. Plus, we do new segments over there for that show as well. But I kind of like how that's happened because that's one place where you can go any of the tips on any of the different shows, any information that's really you know truly worthwhile. Uh, we try and, and also put out on Horse Tip Daily. So it's sort of a collection of the different shows. You listen to Horse Tip Daily. I know you're an avid listener. We haven't talked about this, Helena. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have you liked that? Because I know you don't get a chance to listen to all the shows either. But I that, love it. Yeah, it becomes a I gathering place for the... It's because, you know what, it's short and to the point. It's like, uh, okay, horse tip number 732, blah, 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 blah. Really? Awesome. You know, it's short, it's to the point, and it's extremely valuable. And things that I, something, I would say, I mean, knowing Jennifer for as long as I have, you know, and her her encyclopedic knowledge of horse care and stable management, I, I didn't think that there was more to learn, but there there is. And 
horse. I get it from Horse Tip Daily. Yeah. When I Quick, so much, easy, and valuable. Doing that. My show. favorite one. You know what my favorite one That's was? What? And in fact, this one was from Jennifer. Was um, how to prevent horses who walk the fence line from walking the fence line. Oh yes, 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 yes. With the uh, with the fence rails, with the um, yes. jump rails. Yeah. That was like the best idea ever. So yep. effective. Yep. Simple, free, free. You know, well, it doesn't cost you any money. And coming up next week, we actually are going to be doing a series of tips where uh, we've we've accumulated some of the emails we've gotten in with questions. Yeah. And Jennifer's going to be answering the emails, so uh, we're going to do a series of tips where Jennifer is sort of an email segment, where like we, the Dear Abby. Of yeah, a- that's right. Sort of like the Dear Abby, where we we get to answer some of the emails that have been piling up. And we apologize if you've sent emails. We're going to get to them here shortly over at Horse Tip Daily. And, of course, if you want to send us emails here at Stable Scoop with show ideas or whatever you want to talk about, you can go to StableScoop.com where you can find the contact link right there at the top of the page. And, you know, we would love to hear from you. Um, you can do that right there. All right. And for did, uh, did you mention this? I don't know if you did, but I'm sure people know. Uh, for details about today's show, go to StableScoop.com. We will post links photos particularly of stud duck (laughs) and more information about our guest today and we do love your feedback so please follow us on facebook you can find us under stable scoop you can also follow us at twitter at horse radio and i have been tweeting myself you can find me at helena underscore b-e-e Many thanks to our sponsors, Equestrian Collections and Uncle Jim, Jimmy's brand products, as well as Omega Alpha. All right. Great. Thank you, everybody. We'll be back again next week. And I think that's about it for this week. That is. And I think that's plenty, but there'll be more.